say and call this God's house, and if we are all God's children, then welcome home, wherever you may be. Welcome home, where God's Spirit resides. I want to invite you to be in the presence of the Lord by taking a few deep breaths. Let us worship the living God. Please rise in body and soul for the call to worship. Like Mary and Joseph, we sometimes lose what is most precious. We research and research. And sense of loss is the same. We wonder. Ultimately, Mary and Joseph finds God's Son. May we also find all that is good. We must remember that God is ever with us. Let us place our trust in God's loving presence as we grow in our faith. may be seated. Welcome, gold star for being in worship on December 26th. Well done. It is good to be here with you all today. I hope you all had a joyous Christmas celebration yesterday, and it is good to be in worship together today. Let's join now in our community prayer. Let us pray. Oh God, our Heavenly Mother and Father. While we may lose track of you, we find hope in the wisdom that you have never lost track of us. 
as we turn our attention away from the manger to how Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, may we also grow in wisdom and stature. In so doing, grant us faith again as we live by the way of Jesus Christ. May it be to your glory. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Amen. So in this season, we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, which means God is with us always, never giving up on us, even when we may turn aside. God loving us always in our times of joy as well as in our times of sorrow. And God forgiving us always, setting us free to love and be loved. This is the good news. Thanks be to God. Amen. So as we continue with our time of prayer, this is the time when we share with each other our joys and concerns. I want to lift up just a couple. We uh, continue to hold the family of Rick Hawley in our prayers, especially his wife, Chris. Uh, the memorial service for Rick will be this coming Wednesday at 2 p.m. It'll be here in the sanctuary if you would like to attend. It will also be live streamed on our YouTube channel. Um, and then, of course, this morning we woke up to the news of the death of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. So we certainly mourn his death as well as celebrating his life and simply pray that his work may carry on in each one of us. So how about you? What are the joys and the concerns on your hearts this morning? nephew, Matt, proposed to his longtime girlfriend, who we all like, named Ashley. So we're celebrating their new engagement. Wow. Joy of an engagement of Jeff's nephew. Yeah, Carolyn. Prayers for a, a good friend waiting on a lung transplant, hoping that call comes soon. I would lift up Art and Mickey Graves, who are Westminster members. Their grandson has had quite a difficult journey with cancer, and it looks like now he is nearing the end of his life, which has been really, really tough for their family. So prayers for them. Any others? All right. Well, let's have just a few moments of quiet, and then I'll lead us in the Lord's Prayer. So let us be in prayer together. Gracious God, you hear the prayers of your people. 
And hear us now as together we pray the prayer that your Son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Amen. So it doesn't look like we have any children here today, unless they're hiding under the pews. <laughs> I was going to ask them a question. Instead, I'll just pose it to all of you here on this day after Christmas. Another question that kids often get asked is, what did you get for Christmas? Right? What were all those gifts that you opened? Um, but I like to turn the question around and ask instead, what did you give for Christmas? Right? Because certainly receiving Christmas gifts is excellent, but I think perhaps one of my most favorite traditions is the giving. You know, what did you give for Christmas? Was there someone special in your life that you thought about and you thought what might bring them joy? What might be meaningful to them? So I don't know what they would have said. I would share that I really enjoyed this year giving some of our alternative gifts from our alternative Christmas fair. Um, and in fact, we were able to spend some time yesterday with my parents, and we'd gotten each of them an alternative gift, and they loved it. You know, the idea that we made a donation in their honor to, to a nonprofit organization, I think, I think it was one of their most favorite gifts to receive, and certainly one of my most favorite to give. So in the life of the church, the season of Christmas really is just beginning. The season of Christmas lasts all the way to Epiphany, January 6th. So I hope that as this season of Christmas continues, we may think about how we may continue to give. Maybe not necessarily material gifts, but think about those important special people in our lives and what we might do, what we might give of ourselves to bring them the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of this Christmas season. So hopefully a message not just for our little ones, but for all of us. May it be so. First scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 13. Listen for how the Spirit speaks to you. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have prevailed. My foes will, foes will rejoice because I am shaken, but I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. Please listen to what the Spirit may be saying to us. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of, Pas of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. 
When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. A family embarks on an annual holiday festival tradition, a ritual. They go on a long journey, and while on that journey, they realize they have lost their son, their child, and it takes days for them to find him. This is one of the best Christmas movies you've ever seen. It's in my top five, Home Alone. I, there's, I, I would put It's a Wonderful Life at number one. I don't know where your top five is. You know, there's Miracle on 34th in there. Of course, Die Hard 1 and 2. Great Christmas movies. We watched Die Hard 1 the other night. My wife had told me Sleepless in Seattle is a Christmas movie, but I didn't understand that. Uh, but I, of course, lost that argument. Um, yeah, Home Alone. That Kevin McAllister and his family are traveling for the holidays and they end up leaving their child behind at home and John Hughes has plagiarized the Gospel of Luke in such a way and made so much money. Maybe Luke is reaping royalties off this in the kingdom of heaven somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, it's funny. I, I, you know, we could, Jesus being the original Kevin McAllister, I, you know, I don't know how many of you have lost a child. Um, maybe you've had moments like I have where, you know, you're in a large crowd, playground performance or something, and you've, you've lost track of them for a moment. You look through the crowd, you see them, and whew, they're there. Uh, but I imagine that not many of us have lost children, at least not days on end. And so I don't know, in a way, how applicable this passage could be. And, and those of you who know me know that I would love to overanalyze this passage with you and talk about why the number three is such a subversive number of days to be looking for Jesus and what the, the meaning of that could be and how this is a sort of usual thing that families went together on this journey and Jesus probably wasn't the only one who was lost. And, and that Jesus' questions was how he displayed his wisdom in first century Palestine Jewish education system. We could go into all that, but again, I don't know how many of us actually have lost a child for days on end. But I do know that all of us have lost something special at some point. You've lost some sense of joy in some season of your life. You've lost some sense of hope at some point of your life. How many of us have lost hope over the past year or two? You've lost a sense of peace, of comfort. And for many of us, we lose our faith at different points in time. 
I know I do. I would love to tell you that faith comes easy to me, but it does not. I question everything. If my parents were here, they would attest to that. It was very annoying for them. <laughs> we just question things, and it's hard. We all go through these seasons of loss. And I think it is reflective of what Bruce so eloquently read of King David's psalm. These words, it's as if they're spoken from our own heart in those moments of loss. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? You see, we assumed that Jesus was there beside us, just as Mary and Joseph did. We assume that the Spirit of God is with us, just as they did. And then we realize we were wrong. We missed it. It's that unexpected argument that showed up that led to a break in a relationship. You did not see that coming. Possibly even a divorce. Or the breakup of the relationship between children and their parents, or grandparents, or friends. It's the, the layoff that occurred. You were doing everything right at work, and yet you are the one to be cut. All these different trials or sorrows that occur, the loss of a loved one. I was doing everything right. Why should I have to suffer cancer, the loss of someone through sickness, through COVID? Why should... I was doing everything right. And we've lost something, just like Joseph and Mary did. And maybe that is the point at which our faith is not just a feeling anymore, but it's a habit, or it's a discipline. Again, listen to what David says. Just after he vents in this agonizing way, he ends this song by saying, but I trusted in your steadfast love. He's remembering there was a moment when it was good. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Well, which one is it? Is it the agony? Is it the pain? Or has God dealt with you bountifully? Well, it's both sometimes. We have these moments of loss. And how do we respond to them when they come? Because particularly when we lose our faith, I mean, maybe you feel like I do. You know, faith in God should be obvious if there is a God out there. It should be obvious to find that God. Well, for some of us, it's just not. And the theologian scholar N.T. Wright remarks that this passage may be for those of us that know something about Jesus or know something about God, but find the whole thing elusive, hard to grasp at times. We believe in love. We want to have hope, but it's hard sometimes. It's not as easy as we thought it would be. And we have to go looking, as Mary and Joseph did, for days sometimes. And it's interesting where they find him. And it's his reaction to that. They find him in the temple. 
They find him in the place where their faith has been rooted and grounded all this time. And I wonder where you and I might go to find the Spirit when we've lost it. Maybe we do have to return to those things that we were grounded with, that we were rooted in, those practices and those habits, those traditions. And I love Jesus' reaction, you know, sort of, why would you be looking for me at all? Didn't you know I would be here? <laughs> you know, of course he would be. Why wouldn't he be? It's where God has always been. And I love the way the movie Home Alone ends when, uh, I, sorry for any spoiler alerts, I imagine a lot of you, not all of you have seen it, but Kevin McAllister at home, his mother uh, finally arrives home. He has defeated the criminals, the bad guys, and when she opens the door, he looks at her excited, and then he looks at her with resentment and anger, and she looks back at him with sorrow in her heart. How could I lose my child? But then he looks at her again, just happy to see his mother, and they hug. They treasure that moment. It's a surprise when you come back to God and you find that love and hope and joy again, isn't it? You find it sometimes in ways you did not expect. And as your teenage friends would tell you, you have all the feels. That's a phrase, uh, uh, an expression that teenagers use. It'd say that you had all of the feels. You had sorrow, you had joy, you had excitement, all of it. Worry, all of it comes out at once. And I imagine you have had those moments. And just as David remembers them, Mary has said that she treasured them in her heart. So over the course of this next year, as you go looking for love again, as you go looking for joy or hope or peace, faith or Jesus Christ, the object of our faith, whatever thing that you go looking for, may you find it. And when you do, like Mary, may you treasure it in your heart. Amen.
life of this church can, and its action in the community and, with, uh, and amongst each other continues through this season. Uh, you can find out more about that by perusing your bulletin, by being connected with us on social media, and of course, through our website, wpctiburon.org. Uh, if you're looking for a way to maybe wrap up this season of Christmas and of Advent, we invite you on the 9th of January for an all-ages Epiphany celebration, chalking doors and baking cakes. And if you don't know what that's all about, then you should come. And if you do know what it's about, then you should even more want to be there. So we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, you're encouraged to bring some diapers for the Canal Alliance, but of course you don't have to. And this following Sunday is Communion Sunday, and it is BYOC, Bring Your Own Communion Elements. We, of course, will have some prepared for you, but we invite you to bring your own. And now as we conclude our worship, would you please join me in singing, Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Would you please stand as we sing? And we're going to sing it through two times this morning. Thank you again, Ruthie. You always pick the best songs, I think, <laughs> and I love them always. As you go from this place, may you find what it is you are looking for, love, joy, peace, or maybe even Jesus Christ himself. And as you find them, may you treasure it in your heart. Amen.
is too sad. Yeah. 